Turn, if you would, this morning to Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. It's good to see everyone here this morning. It's good to have the young people in our services this morning. Schedule got rearranged a little bit, so it's good to have the young ones in here today. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we will get started. Father, it is good to be in your house today, and Lord, we are thankful uh, that whosoever does mean me, then the, the means for anyone who will come unto you, that you would welcome them, that you would receive them, and that uh, you would take them unto yourself. And Lord, I do pray that you'd help us to live in such a way that uh, you would receive all the glory uh, that you would receive all the credit and all the praise for anything good that would come from our lives. And God, I pray that you'd help me now to uh, say something that would be a help to your people. God, that we would remember this and that we would reflect on this in the days to come. I pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, last week, you may or may not remember that uh, we looked in verses 7 and 8 of chapter 11, and in doing so, we watched as Solomon wrote of the fact that it is a good thing, it is a pleasant thing, it is a sweet thing to enjoy the light of life. And he spoke how it is a pleasant thing as well to watch the sun rise and to watch the sun set. And essentially what it seemed as though Solomon was trying to communicate is this, is it is a good thing to be able to get up and to accomplish things in this life, to have a purpose, to have a reason to wake up and to go to bed at night knowing that you accomplished something. It is good to be able to enjoy life. And he said in light of that, he said, If a man live many years and rejoice in them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness, what Solomon was trying to convey and what Solomon was trying to remind the readers of was this, is that no matter how many years we may have and no matter how good life may be, days of darkness are surely coming into each person's life. So there are going to be days of darkness, there will be days of obscurity, there will be days of being unknown, and in a sense, unfortunately, being irrelevant. And then, as tough as it sounds, he said, all that cometh is vanity. And the truth of it truly is this, is that as we grow older and we become more detached from the things of this world, because that is what age does to us, really so much of what we are engaged in and so much of what we are able to accomplish there's not a lot of purpose or point to it. And so the underlying message in all this seemed to be from Solomon that for as long as possible we need to enjoy this life that we've been given and we need to live life to the, fullest, and live life to the fullest. It seems to be the trend and it seems to be the direction and it seems to be the goal of so many to hurry up and to enter into days of obscurity and into days of darkness. And you and I should be seeking to be a contributor for as long as we can because there will come a day that we would like to contribute and we simply will not be able to. So that in mind, we're going to move into chapter 12 of Ecclesiastes. And we know this, most of us do, that this is the closing chapter of these words of Solomon. And as we get to these words that we'll be looking at in just a couple of moments, I, I want to give us a thought that uh, probably some of you can identify with, maybe others of you cannot, but I, I want us to think about something that has been true of me, and if you can relate to this, then you'll understand just how true it is. But over the course of my working life, there have been a couple of different occasions and a couple of different situations where I worked for what would be called small business owners. 
And so what that meant is this, is that you had the owner of the business, and besides the owner of the business, there were just a few employees. And uh, so I would have been one of those few employees working for that employer. Now, as that is so, here's what you know. You come into contact on a daily basis with that business owner under normal circumstances, and it's going to be the owner of that business who gives the direction, who gives the commandments for the day, who tells you what needs to be done for that particular day or maybe for that particular week, whatever it may be. And as you understand this relationship, there is also something else you understand that is true even in a small business, and that is this. Sometimes the other employees don't always want to do what the boss has said needs to be done. Have you ever been in a situation like that? It's a small business. It's not as though hundreds and thousands of people are being employed and you never get to really see the boss or the owner. No, we're talking about just a handful of people who work for one individual. The individual who owns the company says, this is what I want done. And there are other employees who think they have a better idea. They have a better approach. They can handle this better. And so what do they want to do? They want to do things a little bit different than what the boss has said. Now, I don't know if this ever happened to you, but there have certainly been occasions in my past where someone who didn't want to do what the boss said, they encouraged me to try to do what they wanted to do rather than what the boss told us to do. Because there's comfort then in numbers. If one gets busted, everyone gets busted. So in those moments and in those situations, here is what I had to remind myself of. And you know, I've had to remind myself of this many times, that at the end of the day, there really is only one opinion that matters in that particular setting, in that particular scenario, and that would be the opinion of the boss who signed my check. It doesn't matter how good of an idea my, empl- uh, my, my fellow co-worker may have had. It didn't matter how good of an idea that maybe a customer may have had. It really came down to this. At the end of the day, I've got one person to please, and that's my boss, the one who signed my check. And if I've made them happy, then it doesn't really matter who I've upset or who I've frustrated because they are the one that I am accountable to and they are the one that I am responsible to, uh, to fulfill their desires and their commands for me that day. You understand that thought, don't you? You understand that principle. Now, as we keep that in mind, I want us to understand something that I probably should have brought to light last week, but I just did not, and so I'm going to bring it to light this morning. And that is this, that as we read through the book of Ecclesiastes, it is suggested and it makes perfect sense to come to this conclusion that Solomon was writing these words in what would be the latter years of his life or in the final stages of his life. It's not to say that he was right on the the doorstep, so to speak, of death's door, but, but certainly he is not a young man at this stage. He is not a man who is still in the most vibrant stages of life. This would be words, or these would be words, written by a man who has certainly lived the bulk of his life, the majority of his life, and he is not only reflecting on the past, but he is considering things that are true of the present and what will be in the days to come, and I think most of us would, uh, would agree to this, that as you and I grow older, our perspective tends to change, does it not? Yeah. 
it should change anyways as we grow and as we mature and as we get some wisdom. Our perspective on life ought to change, and that certainly seems to be the case of Solomon. He no longer thinks like a young man. He no longer thinks like an adolescent. He no longer thinks about life from the perspective or through the lens of a middle-aged man. No, here is Solomon, and he has come to the latter stages of his life. And so what is he doing? He is looking at everything now through the perspective of an old man, from the perspective of one who has lived the bulk of his life, And here's what it does, again, as we mature and as we develop in our thought process, it it helps us to see things more clearly and many times in a way that is more appropriate. And oftentimes, if we're honest, we'd say something like this, I wish I had known what I know now back then. You ever thought that to be the case for your life? If only I'd had the wisdom then that I have now. Well, well, what produced that? Well, some years and some hard knocks and having to learn some tough lessons, okay? So as that is so, just keep in mind, I'm not trying to be rude this morning. I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm certainly not trying to upset anyone by making you think about things that you'd say, hey, I'd rather not think about that. I'm just saying here is Solomon writing And there's some benefit to each of us this morning, and I hope to bring that out in the next few moments. So here is Solomon. He's in the latter latter stages of his life. Uh, He's got more days behind them and in front of him. And what is one of the thoughts that he brings out in Ecclesiastes chapter 12? Well, this would be one of the thoughts that he brings out, that as you grow older, not all the days are good days. That as you grow older, not all the days are good days. Now, I probably don't even have to take you to Scripture to prove that to you, do I? Uh, No, but I'm going to so that we can understand where all this is going. See, if you notice in the last part of verse number 1, here's what Solomon speaks of. He speaks and he says, while the evil days come not. While the evil days come not. Now that is what implies that Solomon is looking back over the course of his life, especially in the days of his older age. And here is what he realizes, that not every day is a good day. Because some days are evil or some days are bad. Sometimes you just have to be honest and say, that was not a very good day. That is true as we grow older, is it not, from a physical standpoint? And that's what Solomon is writing from, is from a physical standpoint. This is not a negative, pessimistic approach to life or viewing things. It is just a realistic approach to life and viewing things. That not every day is a good day as we grow older. How do we know that to be true? Well, here is what I know to be true for myself, is that I don't always have the same level of strength and energy that I did 15, 20, 25 years ago. You understand that, some of you far better than I do. Because you would look at me and you'd say, man, Kyle, if I could only be 43 again, I would absolutely love to have that kind of strength, to have that kind of energy. You know, again, like I do, that that sometimes you just realize... Man, it's catching up. 
I'm, I'm feeling it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with it. Yesterday, I, I was working over at Nathan's house, and I had to crawl up into the attic and, uh, of his house. And he doesn't have just a real big attic space. And, and so there was a lot of squatting and kneeling and going across the trusses and ducking and, and putting myself into all sorts of weird positions. And whenever I finally got out of the attic, it, it took me a couple of minutes to get, you know, stand up straight again and to feel like I was normal again. And then last night, I was hurting so bad before I went to bed this morning. I got up and I felt like I'd been beat up. And why is that? I'm getting older. I'm not old and I understand that. I'm thankful I've still got the strength and the ability to crawl into an attic and do what needed to be done. I'm just saying this. If at this age I'm already starting to feel it, I can only imagine what it'll feel like in another 20, 30, 40 years. It's not going to be all positive and all good. There are going to be some rough days associated with my health. I read something on the Internet this week that, that one man said to a friend of his, I no longer refer to my knees by way of right and left. He said, I refer to my knees as the good knee and the bad knee. Why is that? Because as we grow older... The body begins to fall apart and the body begins to decay and the body begins to turn on us and not every day is a good day. Ask yourself this question if this would be true. Have you ever gotten frustrated that you couldn't do what you used to be able to do without thinking about it? There was once a day and there was once a time that you could pick this up and you didn't even have to think about it. You could do this or you could do it all day and you never had to think about it. And now before you pick it up, you're sitting there asking yourself, how long will this hurt if I do it the wrong way? What kind of impact is this going to have on my body? I'm just trying to remind us that Solomon is just being very realistic. He is being very honest. He is just being very transparent in all this. That as we grow older, it's not always a pleasant experience that everyone enjoys. I remember on several occasions, Miss Billy James, who was a longtime member of here, she would talk to Susie and she would talk about how difficult it was to age and to grow older and, and just how painful it was at times. Solomon is just saying, you know, as we grow older, he is what, here's what he was beginning to realize there are some pretty bad days out there associated with one's health. He goes on to imply this in verse number 1, that there comes a point when you don't even enjoy being alive. Well, how do you know? Because he said after that in verse number 1, he said, Nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. You know what Solomon was saying? He was saying this, that there comes a point in people's lives where they don't even enjoy being alive. It's sad and it's unfortunate, but that is true, isn't it? I'll say that again just so that maybe that can sink in. It's sad and it's unfortunate, but that is true, isn't it? That some people do reach the point that because of everything that has happened by way of their health and their strength and, and how their body is failing them, they don't even enjoy being alive. As I prepared this sermon, I, I couldn't help but think of our neighbor, and I didn't even know what was going to transpire in the next couple of days, but I was thinking of our neighbor who we've known now for 15 years, and, and we've had a good relationship with our neighbors. But on Friday, I got a phone call, or Susie did rather, asking if I could go over and help her husband 
back into his chair. He had just slid out of his chair. He had fallen once more and come to find out that was the sixth time it had happened in the last several days. The paramedics were coming. Here he is laying on the floor. He has no strength. He has no energy. He's got Alzheimer's. He's got dementia. He's got everything that goes with growing to the age of 87 as he is. And as you look at their life, and if I were to ask him today, hey, are you enjoying being alive? You know what he'd say? No. This isn't living. This isn't life. This isn't what I had planned for these years of my life, for these days of my life. I never dreamed it would be me laying on the floor of my living room, waiting on the paramedics to arrive once more. I never dreamed it would be me checking into the nursing home and, and living out my days there. I, I never dreamed it would be me who, who doesn't have control of the body anymore. And so if I were to say to them, don't you just enjoy living life? Well, he would say, no, I don't. If I looked at his wife and I said to her, who is a shut-in now, who is on oxygen 24 hours a day, if I said to her, aren't you enjoying life? Don't you just love life? I know what her response would be from what little interaction I've had with her. No, this isn't fun. This isn't enjoyable. This isn't the way I want it to be. And, and, and I know sometimes we get in our minds, well, that's not going to happen to me. The truth of it is, we don't know what's going to happen to us. We don't know all the twists and the turns that our lives are going to take. We don't know what the final days are going to look like. I'm just here to remind us this morning of this, that I have talked to many saints of God who best I could tell lived their lives for the Lord in, in, in so many ways, and they reached a point where they felt as though they were contributing nothing. And here's what they said. They have said repeatedly to me at different times, I just want to die and go home. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I don't know what the Lord is wanting to accomplish with my life. I don't know why I'm still here. I'm just saying that Solomon is being honest in his words as he is looking at his own life and probably the testimony of so many others. He is looking and he is realizing, you know, there are many days in this older stage of life that it's really not a good way to go through life. And, you know, there are just some days as an older person, you just think, I'm not even having fun anymore. I'm not enjoying this like I used to, like I once did. And so as you read through the next few verses, here's what you find. You find that Solomon just continues to talk about the aging process, which eventually leads you to verse number 7, where he says this, that this is the inevitable end for all men. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. What does that mean? It means this, that every soul is going to one day pass from this life. At some point, every life is going to come to a close. And, and what's going to happen is this. He said, the dust is going to return to the earth as it was. And the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Not one of us are going to live forever. Not one of us are going to, to bypass death in, in, at some point. No, every one of us are going to die. And so then notice what he said in verse number 8. He said, Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, all is vanity.
Well, isn't that a theme that he has dealt with from the opening verses of this book? Well, you know, as you get older and your perspective begins to change, if you allow some maturity and some wisdom to set in, it does begin, does it not, to drive home this fact that so much of what we thought mattered in this life it didn't matter. You know, the older we get, the more we begin to realize my address really isn't that big of a deal. Whether I lived on this street and this hundred block or I lived in this street and this hundred block, what difference did it make? It's really not a big deal. Right? Yeah, it's hard to remember that when we're 20 and we're 30 and we're 40 years old because that kind of stuff matters. But you reach a point and you realize, man, this old body's tired and I'm getting old and I don't have the days like I once had and and I don't have the strength that I once had. You don't sit around at that moment and say, but would you check out my house? Because it doesn't matter at that point. Telling you, I'm old and I'm in the beginning stages of dementia and I've got the beginning stages of Alzheimer's. I'm just telling you, whenever my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, he didn't say, hey, listen, I'm slipping mentally, but would you see how many square feet we've got here? It was empty. It was pointless. It, 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 listen, it served a purpose to house the family, but, but past that there was no value or eternal significance to it. Listen, as we get older, isn't it true that time begins to, to convey to us it really doesn't matter what kind of car you've got parked out in the driveway? Again, nobody gets old and, and begins to feel the effects of aging and begins to feel the effects of, uh, of having to withdraw from society because of those days of darkness and then them say, hey, go out and check out my car. It's nice. Because you realize it doesn't matter. Nobody says in the midst of old age and in the midst of, uh, 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 of a decaying and, and, and failing body, nobody ever says, would you like to know how much money I've got? Because it doesn't matter. See, here is Solomon and he has gone through his life. And what did he do? He pursued everything the world had to offer. He pursued everything that this world could give him. And he acquired everything that this world could give him. And yet, guess what happened to him? The same thing that happened to everyone else. He got old and his days were rough and his days were hard. And he was beginning to understand maybe why people who were older than him used to say, I don't even enjoy living anymore. I wish I could just die. And here is Solomon reaching a point in his life where he's really realizing, you know what? None of this stuff mattered. It was just stuff. It was just junk. Did it serve a purpose? Did it bring some joy maybe to an extent at times? Yes, but it didn't really matter. Well, isn't it true that the older you get, if you'll allow it to happen, you do begin to realize what matters in life? You know what mattered is, well, my marriage, my kids, my friends, 
just different relationships. You begin to realize that stuff isn't what mattered, but rather it was people that mattered. And so here's Solomon saying, you know, you get old and the days aren't always good. You don't even necessarily enjoy living at some point. The body begins to fall apart. And eventually, your spirit returns unto God. Watch who gave it. It was God who gave you the life. It was God who allowed you to breathe each day and give you the years you had. Your spirit returns unto God who gave it. And that old earthly tabernacle is just a lump of dust anyways. It returns to the earth. And you realize how empty so much of this life was. So, for lack of better words, and again, don't take offense to what I'm about to say, but, but here Solomon is, and he's the old man. And what does he have for those young'uns? Well, he has a word of advice. Well, Solomon, what is your word of advice? Well, go back to verse number 1. In verse number 1, he said this, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth. Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth. What does it mean whenever he says to remember? It means this, to call to mind or to keep something in remembrance. You need to remember this. Just like you need to remember that the days of darkness are coming and that there will be many days of darkness, just like you need to be mindful of what's going to happen to you, just like you need to be mindful of the fact that not every day is going to be good as you grow older and, and you're going to hurt and you're going to take longer to recover and you're not going to have the strength that you once had. And, and you need to remember that as you're, you're coming to a point where you won't even enjoy life, before you get there, here's what you need to do in the midst of your youth, in the in the midst of your, your younger days, in the midst of your strength, here's what you need to do. You need to remember, you need to be mindful of your Creator. Listen now, listen, your Creator who gave you the Spirit to enjoy the life you've been given. You need to remember Him, you need to think about Him, and you need to, to live daily with that remembrance of Him. Why do I need to remember the Creator? Well, because He's the one who gave us the life that we have. And if we'll remember that, well, you know, He's the potter and we're the clay, that I am not my own, that I belong to Him. You remember this? You know, if we'll remember that, that He has purchased us and that He has bought us and that, 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 again, we're not our own, if we will remember that, then you know what that will remind us of as we go throughout this life? It will remind us of this. He's the only person in this world that I really need to please. 
You know, I, 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 listen now, we, we live in a rebellious world toward the authority of God in our lives. And so what the world is constantly telling us is this, is, hey, listen, we've got a better idea. We've got a better idea how to handle this. We've got a better idea how to approach this. Hey, hey, listen, we know that this is what God said. We know that this is what God's Word says. We know that He's already declared this. But listen, we're rebellious toward His authority. We've got a better idea. And what does the world want us to do? The world wants us to follow suit with them rather than to remember who our Creator is, who we are responsible for, and who we answer to ultimately. Solomon would say to us youngins, you need to remember, at the end of the day, there's only one person you've got to worry about. At the end of the day, there's only one person you need to be mindful of, and that is your creator, the one who gave you life, the one that you will one day stand before and give an account to for the way that you lived this life. Let's just be honest. So many times our family wants to drag us away and make us think that they're the most important thing. That their agenda is more important than God's agenda for our lives. You ever notice that? Uh, Listen, I'm just saying that that in those moments, what do we need to do? We need to remember our Creator and remember and and remind ourselves, no, listen, I, I don't give an answer to my family. I give an answer to God, and that's what I need to be mindful of right now. Listen, we've got a society today that the workforce tells us this is what matters and this is what's important. No, no, no. We need to remember in the days of our youth, hey, listen, I don't answer to my job. The job is just a necessary means, but God can always give me another job. My most important priority is to remember my Creator. That is who I am supposed to serve and that is who I am supposed to please. End of discussion. Well, I want kids who are trendy, and I want kids who are current, and I want kids that are, you know, on the cutting edge. That's not what matters. And the number of people who will compromise to fulfill the the, the whims and the desires of our kids, they've lost sight of the fact that ultimately who they answer to is God. Listen, our responsibility is to our Creator and to no one else, and we need to remember that in the days of our youth. Now, I know what some people are saying. Uh, Brother Kyle, we're not exactly in our youth right now. I mean, how many of us this morning, if I hadn't said anything prior to this, if I had said, please, would all the youth of the church please stand, how many of you would have said, "Uh, that doesn't apply to me? Many of you would have said, that doesn't apply to you, right? But I couldn't help but think about this. Almost 17 years ago when Susie and I moved here, we were all of 26 years old. I've seen the pictures from when we came here. We were pretty green and we were pretty young and a lot of things have changed in those 17 years, all right? Now over the years, here's what's happened many, many times. Hasn't happened in a while, but I did stop by our house the other day and I heard the exact same thing. But there were many occasions standing out in the foyer, Miss Addie would walk by, she'd pat me on the chest real hard and she'd say, I just love you kids. 
You know, whenever I was 26, I didn't feel like a kid. Ma'am, I'm 26 years old. I've been to college. I've graduated from college, and I'm a man. And you know what she'd say? I don't mean anything by that, but you'll always be a kid to me. You know what I am to Miss Addie? I am a youth. So last week, whenever I stopped by the house and we were visiting and I was just having a good conversation with her, she said something to this effect. She said, I just love you kids. She said, you know, Brother Kyle, I don't mean anything by it. And I thought, yes, Miss Addie, I know you don't. I've heard you tell me that a hundred times or more. I know you don't. But what's the point? The point is this. In the eyes of Miss Addie, I'm still just a kid. See, here's Solomon. We don't know his exact age. We don't know what position exactly he was in whenever he wrote these words but i can promise you he was looking at people who were not 10 and 11 and 12 years old 17 18 years old no he was probably looking at some people in their 20s and their 30s and their 40s and maybe even in their 50s and compared to him you know what they were just some young old kids who were still wet behind the ears who needed to hear this hey in the days of your youth Remember your creator. I know you're 26 years old and you've got all the answers. I know that. Uh, You need to be mindful of your creator. Because he's the only one that matters in the end. His opinion, his, his declaration at the end of your life, that's the only one that matters. So I know you're in your 20s. Listen, you just need to remember your Creator. Hey, I I know you're in your 30s, and I know that you've got a little bit more years on some of those kids in the youth group, but, but you need to remember your Creator in the days of your youth. Don't let this world sidetrack you. Don't let this world tell you that this is more important. Don't let the world tell you that you've got to do this and you've got to pursue this. No, you're in your 30s. You just need to remember in the days of your youth, remember your Creator. That's the only person that matters. It's the only opinion that matters. So now you're in your 40s. And life's gotten a little bit better. Let's listen now. Life's gotten a little bit better and you've gotten a little bit more established and and things are just different for you. Okay, yeah, I know you feel like a man now because you're in your 40s. You're still a young man compared to this old man, Solomon would say. And you need to remember your creator in the days of your youth. And I'm just saying to us this morning, it doesn't matter if we're in our teens or if we're somewhere in our 60s or our 70s or maybe even past that. So long as we have health, so long as we have strength, so how long as we have the ability to, to go out and to contribute and to add to this society, you know what we need to remember more than anything? Our primary responsibility to our Creator, to just do as the Creator says, to just live in light of the Creator, because when we pass from this life, when our spirit returns unto the one who gave it, when this dust returns to the earth, hey, listen, we'll not give an answer to any rebel out there who tried to take us away from the things of God. We'll have to answer to our Creator. Truly, truly, that is the only thing that matters. In the days of our youth, is it hard to remember that? Well, sure it is. 
because the world says this is important and this is important and this is important. But there's going to come a day when we look up and we realize vanity of vanities, all is vanity. And the only way to get to that moment, the only way to get to that point in our lives where we can do so, as I've mentioned before, without regret, without disappointment, is if in the days of our youth where we're at right now, we make this decision, I'm going to remember my Creator. That's who I'm going to live for. That's who I'm going to serve. No one else, nothing else for anyone or anything. And I'd like to ask us this morning, no other question, are you mindful of your Creator? Are you mindful of the one who gave you the life that you enjoy right now? Because if you're truly mindful of Him, you will be living for Him. But if you are not mindful of Him, you will be living for so many things other than Him. Are you truly mindful of the Creator, the one who gave you life? Because if so, it will, de it will determine and it will dictate the manner of life that you live. Let's all stand this morning and bow our heads for prayer. Fathers, I come to you this morning, Lord, I know that it may be hard for some to put themselves in the category of youth. They may look at themselves and say, hey, I'm past that. But Lord, I pray that you'd help us today to realize that uh, so long as we have strength, so long as we have health, so long as we're able to get out and, and, and do something with our lives, there's a need for us to remember who you are and the position of authority in your life that you were supposed in our lives that you are supposed to hold and i pray that you'd help us to remember that above all else i pray these things now in jesus name amen as lauren